Hey guys, it's Tiffany from Tiffany Makes Music. This week I am here with Bethany Johnson of Miss General Music. If you are on Instagram in the music ed world over there and you have not heard of Bethany, you need to go follow her right now. Her account is so good. Again, it's at Miss, M-I-S-S spelled out, General Music. So today we're going to talk all about virtual learning and virtual teaching. I'm going to go ahead and give a disclaimer that we also mentioned that we're going to start talking about our social climate and uh, anti-racism in the classroom. However, we don't actually get to that this week. That's going to be coming next week. So I just want you to know that so you don't expect it today. This week's episode is much more lighthearted. I think you'll find it funny. I think you will really enjoy it. And I hope that if you enjoy it, you will consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps uh, more listeners discover this podcast. So with all that being said, I'm going to wrap this up and we're going to get started. Hello, everybody. Well, I'm here with Bethany Johnson, who is at Miss General Music on Instagram, and she is a teacher in Virginia like I am, and we got to chatting one day because I saw that she posted in Richmond. So Bethany and I got talking and just realized that we lived quite close close to each other. Of course, we're not together in person because COVID, but I, I just thought it would be really great to hear her perspective on... Uh, prepping for the upcoming school year because she has been doing a lot of work as her Instagram shows. Um, It has really been cool to see um, the different perspectives on planning through COVID as well as planning in our social climate right now with um, social injustices and just racism at the forefront of discussion and what that means for music classrooms and what that's going to look like. So we're going to get into all that. But for right now, we just, we just want to uh, talk a little bit about what's happening around us and what, what school is going to look like. <laughs> we, were, we were just in a conversation about university music programs because I'm currently a grad student in one. And uh, I just got word about half an hour ago that we're going entirely online, <sighs> except for like, a couple of exceptions, but none worth naming oh right boy. now. So. <laughs> and how just weird that if, if if you were a freshman right now and you were a music student, you'd be missing so much. Yeah, I I feel like my freshman year was a lot about meeting people for one. So because mm-hmm. in music, there's a lot of importance in your connections with people. So that was a big part of being in a music school was meeting professors and professional musicians and other students. So that's kind of a sad thing to miss out on, I guess. But also just at Mm -hmm. the very basics, you play in ensembles and you learn hands-on instrumental classes. And (laughs) I just, I'm not in college, so I don't know how they're doing it, but I can't imagine how they would. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I'm in a, a brass cl- brass tech mm-hmm. class actually because I'm um, just taking it as an independent study. It's an undergrad class, but I just wanted more brass because flute players always oh, need yeah. more brass. My brass especially. <laughs> so, oh boy. Ooh. <laughs> 
Tell me trumpet was not, like, the worst. Um, I think trumpet was hard for me, but I had one tough time with French horn. I did French not horn, like French yeah. horn at all. It just Oof. goes against everything that you know as a flute player with, like, loose lips and all of that. And, Be open and free. And, yeah, <laughs> and with trumpet and French horn, it's all about, like, the placement of your tongue and, like, tight corners and, like, making a farting sound with your mouth, basically. And it's just... <laughs> the worst i'm sorry it's gross but like i hated high breath i love low brass lots of fun with low brass low brass is pretty fun it's a lot easier for the flute player uh yeah one of my professors in in my undergrad said that uh or maybe it wasn't a professor somebody when i was taking that brass class said uh when i was taking it the first time said that flute and trumpet are actually really similar because of like xyz i'm like (laughs) Why am I so bad at this game? Maybe a trumpet player can go to flute because it's like it opens up. Maybe it's easier to transition one way than the other. A tuba and flute are great because same air supply and your yeah. lips See, flop I was a little really bit. Bad at tuba. Oh, really? I loved euphonium yeah. and tuba were like my jam. Youth was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played a lot of of euphonium in uh, my middle school classes. Cute. Yes. I feel like that one just. I caught on to it really fast. Yeah, it's like the easiest one to start. So it's a fun one. Yeah, I had an emergency tuba lesson right before my quiz. Oh, boy. I remember (laughs) I was trying to take my final exam on trumpet, and part of it was that I had to go up to, like, C above the staff or something. So Yeah. Yeah. It was chromatic. I mean, I guess that is what you do. Yeah, I know. But so it was chromatic from like C below the staff to C above the staff. And in all of my practicing, I had never hit the C above the staff. (laughs) And like, I, I'm a perfectionist. So it takes a lot for me to be like, I'm just not going to hit it in my final exam. Like I just, it's like, it's not happening. But I went into my exam and I was like, I told my professor it was one-on-one testing he was like, okay, chromatic. And I said, I am not going to hit the top note. And I just need you to know that now. And he was like, yes, you will. <laughs> and I was like, I will not. And then I think I was so nervous that my corners were so like tight that it just came right out beautifully at the very top. And wow. I was like, that is the only time that note has ever sounded. <laughs> never before and never just again. straight up <laughs> luck and i think it's because i was so tense because i was That's nervous so but yeah good timing <laughs> my worst methods or i guess some cool some schools call them like techniques classes methods classes methods, whatever yeah, instrument what I classes i did methods too now the school where i'm at now is calling it techniques i'm like mm-hmm. oh that's new um but same thing uh the method my worst methods quiz was string bass Oh, I love string bass. That's funny. We have like opposites here. <laughs> we do. Well, I feel like it's always very situational for me. My hand was the... not strong enough for it, but I still like no. it. <laughs> yeah. I crammed for that one um, more than I should have. You can't cram for an instrumental test. No. That's you the thing can't. with majoring in music. It is all about building skills over time, so there's just no cramming. You can't just force no. your brain and your fingers to communicate faster. Yeah, like muscle memory doesn't happen in cram sessions. So yeah. That's why <laughs> I mean. honestly, I don't think I could have majored in 
anything else because I was so over being a student and writing papers and studying. It just isn't my personality at all. I, Mm -hmm. I cannot sit through a lecture. Um, so I think if I had to do readings and take notes and like cram for exams, basically, and write papers all the time, um, I would not have finished college, but because Mm. I enjoyed what I was doing so much because it's interactive and hands-on, I wanted Mm. to be practicing. So it was good for me because that was like my hobby anyway. So I just spent a lot of time in practice rooms and working on it. Um, but I, that's really my personality. I think if I had to prepare for tests and quizzes and readings all the time, I would have dropped out. <laughs> I would have been like, sorry, <laughs> I don't have the patience. Because <laughs> even that's like... so cool, though. Uh, I feel like that's got to play into your elementary teaching. Yes. I, mm, I don't even like going to PD. Like 30 minutes of PD, <laughs> I have absorbed absolutely nothing. And it's not that I'm not paying attention. I just can't make myself do it. It like goes in one ear and out the other. Like the same thing, music history class, I care about it. But if you're just talking at the front of the room for 90 minutes, I don't remember a single thing you said the entire time. But if oh, you no. ask me to play scales <laughs> on piano, I'm zoned in and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I will do this for a whole hour. <laughs> I don't know. I guess That's... it's just my learning style, maybe. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's probably why I majored in music and only cared about band in high school. I was just doing the bare minimum of everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would have probably made you a bad candidate for online learning as a student. Exactly. That's why I'm concerned about these people. Like, I feel like I would not have the attention span for it. Plus, even just after all this PD, I mean, we have to do it through a computer. But my eyes and my yeah. head hurt so bad afterwards. And I'm like, are we yeah. going to be making the kids feel like this every single day? Like, mm. are their eyes and heads going to be exhausted? Oh, I worry goodness. about that a little bit. Yeah, no, that is a concern. I know that blue light glasses became kind of trendy back in, like, April. I just ordered <laughs> some. It was March. Ooh, you did. <laughs> These are new glasses, and I got the blue light thing in them mm. so that's why I'm wearing them right now because they're actually for distance so I don't need them to see you but it is helping I feel like one of those I'm just gonna be one of those hipsters now I guess because I don't need glasses yeah. but I low-key really love them so I'm like well you know what if it fixes my eyes and I look cute then great <laughs> <laughs> well I guess you do need them then just not for the reasons that you would traditionally no one needs suppose. to know well I guess except yeah. everyone listening right now but yeah that's okay they're safe <laughs> <laughs> I think I think hopefully. <laughs> hopefully so tell me about how you prepared well first of all when do you start school oh, a week Has from class today started? okay so like after labor day yes which is unusual for us actually um I can give you a little background about how our school year has started off. So, okay. um, Normally, I would have started school um, like one week previous. We usually start at the Mm -hmm. end of August, which um, is yeah, which is not how I grew up because I don't live in Richmond anymore. I'm in Northern Virginia now, um, and Mm -hmm. everywhere surrounding Richmond always started after Labor Day. So. Mm-hmm. We here up in Nova start in late August, but then we are out in early June, so that's kind of nice. Um, 
because mm-hmm. we're all feeling it by then so it's nice to get out a yeah. little early <laughs> but my county was really late to the game in deciding if we were going to be virtual hybrid in person whatever kind of like mm-hmm. everywhere in virginia was seemingly going online and um my county actually really early on said that we were hybrid and they were like we will come to school two days a week be home two days a week and then mm-hmm. have one day off and i was freaking out but um i won't get into that too much this if you've seen <laughs> what teachers are posting you know we were all freaking out yeah yeah teachers have been panicking oh, for sh- sure absolutely so that was freaking me out basically the entire summer because they probably said that in like may that's a guess but it was pretty early on um and then we basically didn't hear anything the rest of the summer so we were like how does hybrid work because apparently we're doing that, but none of us know what that means. <laughs> what that means. So then I started watching yeah. every school board meeting, which was like every... Oh, my gosh. oh they're so Good. long. They're so long. Oh, my God. Um, they were like 5 p.m. till 1 a.m. most of the time. <gasps> oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> they crazy. Were so long. Um, and they're very formal and stiff. So it's it's kind of um, yeah. weird. It's interesting to watch. Um. And I learned a lot that I never knew they talked about in school board meetings. So that's kind of cool. But Mm. it was heated. They would take community phone calls and people would call in Mm. for like four straight hours um, saying their opinions. And then finally, one night they switched to virtual only. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we have no idea how long that's going to last, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Like they might drop it on us and be like, by the way, you're going back in person soon. or we might not be in person till January. Like, I really don't know. But as of right now, yeah, we are completely virtual. All of the kids in my elementary school now have devices, which is new. Three through five used to have devices and the little kids did not. But now yeah. all of them, including kindergartners, have Chromebooks. Wow. So they can't read, but they do wow. have Chromebooks. <laughs> So, oh my goodness. That's kind of alarming too. It's like how do you navigate kindergartners on the internet um when they cannot read yet and you can't assume that a parent is helping them because parents work. Um yeah. So that's kind of crazy, but wow. Yeah, in essence, I see my kids now once for 45 minutes every other week starting Mm -hmm. next week which is practically no time at all I think it equates to I'm seeing them four times for the entire quarter yeah um which normally I see them like 18 times a quarter oh my god (laughs) so you see them twice a week normally yes I usually see them twice a week for 30 minutes every week um and now it's 45 minutes every other week so it's like it's like a tiny fraction of what I saw before but honestly I am not trying to teach my normal curriculum in four lessons yeah no that I don't think anyone (laughs) should be trying to do that and to be quite honest I've never been someone who cared immensely about the curriculum anyway that's kind of Mm -hmm. what I find fun about teaching music is it's it's very free to be creative um and it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. fun 
So in a way, I'm actually kind of happy that I have four lessons. So I have to cram as many of my favorite fun things that I possibly can into all of those. (laughs) Um, That's so awesome. Yeah. So like, that's kind of a silver lining is that I don't want to be stressed about teaching 16th notes or whatever to them. So we're just going to have fun online. That's so good. It's going to be like a YouTube channel. Really weird. (laughs) (laughs) So do you, are you having, are you having asynchronous sessions or synchronous sessions? Oh boy. Those two words. Are you going live or are Yeah, I know. Those two words are like, wow. I so wish we were using different vocabulary but (laughs) (laughs) I don't like saying those words so the the kids have to get used to that too but whatever I'm doing both so um basically I have an a week and a b week in my a week I see half of my kids live for 45 Mm -hmm. minutes um and then on b week I see the other half of the kids live for 45 minutes um Mm -hmm. And on their off weeks, they're doing asynchronous activities. Okay. That seemed, it, I hope that made sense. It took me it a long does. time to figure it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm sure. It there is. are much <laughs> more complex schedules out there, like significantly more complex. So I will accept that one. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, so the eight times you see them, you're counting that as the eight, like, no, no, no. You said four times in a quarter. Yes. You see them live four times, and then you send them, like, lessons to do on their own. Four it times, It might be, like, basically. a video of you or something written. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we have a new platform this year because... Fun. Yes. We're using <laughs> Schoology this year. Not my county's fault. They planned yeah. on us doing that forever. Um, oh, okay. And so it was just like, well, this it is was just really bad to fight <laughs> me. Um, so yeah. that is basically most of our trainings have been like, how do you use Schoology? Um, oh my god, it'll be fine. It's so scary, but it will. Yeah. But why not just like throw all the new things? May as well get it all out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be kind of cool because I never had a platform like that before. I guess that we used Google Classroom, but that was really unofficial mm-hmm. and it was kind of up to the teachers if they wanted to use that or not. Yeah. So now it's mandated. So what mandated. is Schoology like? What is Schoology um, like? Because I've never, we, my, I've never been in a school that used it, but I have friends who have. Have you used, I know Blackboard is popular in college. We used Blackboard mm-hmm. before. It's basically mm-hmm. Blackboard. Um, from what I remember, okay. it's, it's just like a platform where teachers can post either materials or assignments or classroom updates it's just like a landing page for everything you might need virtually it kind of looks like like... facebook um on your home page because you can have like chit chats with people um okay but yeah you have like a classroom side and then you have a a group side and the group side is like facebook where people gather to talk about things and then the classroom side is where you post all of your materials and activities okay it's weird as a specialist because you have like 40 something classes or something so (laughs) so you just have like a bajillion um yeah I don't know what it looks like for a classroom teacher but for me it looks insane yeah so you do you have like you have every individual class on there oh my gosh 
is the classroom teacher responsible for getting your lessons out or <sighs> do you put it out and it's because that's a whole thing mm-hmm. in itself <laughs> and getting kids to submit work to specialists is a whole thing you know i might not even know what it looks like until kids arrive until but from yeah. what i have gathered i have my homepage. The classroom mm-hmm. teachers will send the kids from their homepage to mine when it's music time. Okay. And they will join my Google Meet because there isn't like a live platform through Schoology. So we have to okay. use a link to Google Meet through Schoology. Gotcha. Computers. Um, so we do that. <laughs> but if yeah. they are not live, if they are asynchronous, then they go to my homeroom page. Um, and I'll have a folder mm-hmm. that says, turn this in today. Um, and there's like okay. a turn in button and everything. I think the, I predict at least the first several weeks of school are just going to be training camp on Schoology for the children yeah, and not very sure. much content. It's just going to be like, mm-hmm. and then you click this button and then you will be back in Miss Williams' room or whoever. And yeah, yes. Um, We'll see. Yeah, I can't imagine right. that kindergartners and first graders will know how to do all of that. Oh, can you imagine? I was going to say, can you imagine being a kindergartner mm. right now? <laughs> can you? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I meant was like, can you imagine being a kindergarten teacher? Or can you imagine mm. being a kindergarten parent? No. But also, can you being imagine? Can you imagine being a kindergartner? <laughs> they must be so confused. Enough. Normally, our kindergarten kindergarten classes, we usually have like seven classes. I, I work at an enormous school, for one. Okay. We normally have seven classes of kindergartners, and there's oh like gosh. about 24 in each class. Um, mm-hmm. This year, we still have seven classes, but there's like 12 kindergartners in each class. Um, okay. So we maintain. So parents are opting yes. to not send. So all the kindergarten teachers mm-hmm. still have classes, thankfully. We didn't have to downsize on that. But it appears that a lot of kindergartners are being held back this year or being put in private schools or homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And next year we will probably have an enormous, so gigantic many. kindergarten class. <laughs> oh my goodness. Which I'm actually upset about because... Every grade level that I've always, every year that I've taught, we've had seven of each grade level, which is so nice. But then we had one class of nine and they just graduated fifth grade. And I was like, I love those fifth graders to death. They were like my favorite fifth graders ever, but there were 200 and something of them. So I was like, please downsize. Finally, we don't have an insane number of kindergartners or fifth graders, but now we're going to have like 200 something kindergartners. That I don't know what's worse. So many. I do love kindergarten. I won't complain. Yeah, they're pretty fun. They're so cute. But wow, <laughs> just like, oof. or if you're listening and you're like a secondary person and you're you're thinking about kindergarten, just imagine that your middle schoolers don't know how to sit in a chair. <laughs> yes, and don't know how to hold a pencil the right mm-hmm. way. And can't read any of the notes you're giving them. Like, that's well, that, 25, I love to tell people about kindergarten because <laughs> I, almost every year, I teach kindergarten first thing on the very first day of school. 
So they don't even wow. know their teachers yet. And they, just they definitely don't know who I am. Ow. And they're all <laughs> lost. And um, it's just there's a lot of things that we take for granted that kids already naturally understand about a classroom atmosphere. So like you mm -hmm. might tell a kindergartner, um, sit on this spot and face the front of the room. And they don't know what the front of the room is. So they just face in oh like a random dress. <laughs> they don't know that front means whiteboard and teacher. So they like face the windows or the door or whatever. Um, yeah. Kindergartners also don't always know that they have to respond to an adult talking to them either because oh, they're nervous, but also because sometimes they haven't been to preschool um, and so mm -hmm. their parents have always spoken for them for the first five years of their lives. So you'll ask them a question and wow. they just stare at you. And it's like, I asked you what your name is. Can you please tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I think it's hysterical. Yeah. yeah, it is funny. We don't get anything done the first day. <laughs> no. Just sit and crisscross. It's just, yeah, we definitely, yes, we definitely take all that for granted. It's hilarious. Like, it's like, you know. I guess this year. Humaning with other humans right. is a skill. This year it'll be like um, mute and unmute and sit yeah. up in your chair at your desk. Um, yeah. Keep your clothes on. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are just predictions. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of those new like teacher teacher phrases that will go probably. around. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, how do you think the fall is gonna look different than this past spring did? Oh, because in the spring we had no idea it was coming. <laughs> in the fall, I mean, we still don't really know what's happening, but at least we know something's happening. For me, at least, it's vastly different. Um, mm -hmm. Because in the spring. I mean, there was no structure to what we were doing in the spring, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand who don't work in education and who are just seeing yeah. from the outside in. Um, because we had zero framework in the spring, we were all just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, um, and mm -hmm. there wasn't a way to schedule specials time for the kids. So everything was just kind of up in the air and in the moment and doing our best um, now in the fall, we actually have a regimented schedule for the kids so that they're hopefully getting at least a taste of what they would normally get during a school year where, mm -hmm. you know, they have morning meeting and then they have math and then they go to specials, then they have lunch break. Um, so yeah. at the very basis, it's just going to be much more organized than it was in the spring. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually going to get to teach my kids um like in not in person not face to face but you know live, I, live yes because in the spring i <laughs> synchronously in, in the spring i know you were avoiding that I, word <laughs> in the spring <laughs> so i pre-recorded all of my activities and basically yeah. treated it like youtube um and gave them like mm -hmm. tutorial videos but now yeah. i can actually see what they're doing that'll be good i i yeah I was really stressed about it, but now that I'm planning, I'm actually getting really excited about some of the things, and hopefully they go as well as they are in my head. <laughs> but, you know, it's really limiting to have to pre-record everything, because there's only so much that you can do without seeing them attempt it, I guess. Yeah. 
And also just like making the connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, of I miss being them. Live. Oh my gosh. That that is so huge. I dream like, about them like probably every other night. I have students oh. in my dreams constantly. It's like really depressing so actually. Sweet. I like <laughs> I I always have the same recurring dream. Um that and it's clearly a stress dream very clearly (laughs) um I dream that it's the first day of school and I'm running into all of my students and I'm so happy to see them and we're all hugging and then I remember that COVID exists in my dream (gasps) every time and then I'm like oh we probably shouldn't be hugging but then I'm like but I really want to hug this kid so then we hug and then I I realize that I'm not wearing a mask and I can't remember the last (gasps) time that I wore it and then I'm running around the school looking for my mask and (laughs) I have that dream all the time but I have my actual students in those dreams so I'll wake up and be like that was weird Bailey was in my dream last night (laughs) that is a very topical dream that is the most like the most topical dream I have ever heard (laughs) I have very vivid dreams and I always have which isn't always a good thing because they're always super relevant to what's happening in my life and I'm like give me a break for like one second (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So how's your, um, how's your in-service been? Or I guess, do you call it in-service the week before you go back when all the teachers gather? I guess we don't really call it anything. You call it when the teachers go back. (laughs) We're back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been exhausting. Mm -hmm. There, I feel like we, we're having a lot more training than we normally do, but I think I'm just lucky because my school is great about um, giving us a lot of planning mm-hmm. time, typically, so I'm just feeling spoiled. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but so the first week was like 8.30 to 3 nonstop meetings the whole day. And we're talking and like digital through a computer yeah Yeah. that is so exhausting I've gone into the building a few times but I really avoid doing that because I'm paranoid so I don't like going anywhere um it's loosened up this week so now I have a lot more free time but I think part of that is because I'm a specialist and we don't have as many requirements as classroom teachers generally Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first week I was kind of like, whoa, I am not ready for all of this, but it's, it's slackened a little bit now and I've been getting a lot of stuff done, which is what I need anyway. Good. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like that's the most important part of the two weeks leading up to school is free time to gather all of your yeah. materials. So and a lot of times yeah. there, there's not enough of that time, so it's like, exactly. I hope I should have been working during the last week of summer. But then it's like, no, it was the last week of summer. Um, exactly. And then there's always that debate of like, should I be working or should I not be working? <laughs> That's like the story of the life of a teacher is, mm. should I be working right now even though I'm off the clock? Or should I just not be working and be okay with that? My summer is my yeah. summer. I do not, I do not do work over the summer. Yeah. And that, I mean, that followed me around this whole summer because I was like, if there is a time when I should be working on school, it's the one before virtual school yeah. year, but I still avoided it. And you know what? I may not be ready for next week, but I'm not that far behind. So yeah. I don't regret yeah. it. Good for you. I feel like that's the realization <laughs> is like, is it going to be perfect? Is, perfectly ready? 
perfectly prepared? Probably not, but like you do the best with the time you have and you know, you get paid for when you're supposed to work and then you yes. take that time to recuperate and there you go. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this first episode with Miss General Music, Bethany Johnson. I, like I said before, really enjoyed getting to know her and hear her perspective. And I hope you go ahead and check out her Instagram at Miss General Music. Miss is spelled out um, because it's just a really, not only is it really cute, but it's full of really good ideas on just different activities and teaching. And it also uh, reflects important issues uh, like social justice issues we're going to talk about a little bit more next week and representation in our curriculum. So I hope you tune in next week to hear more about that as well as more stories about teaching music. So see you next time and don't forget to follow her on Instagram.